What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to the Stakes is High podcast. I am your host, Jones. I want to welcome all the new listeners. Uh, for all the new listeners, if you could, please, please go to sound, go to your um, whatever listening device you're on. Go to uh, your applications and download the SoundCloud app. SoundCloud app. Um, once you go there, search for Stakes is High podcast. You will get you will see all my uh, episodes. Uh, you get notifications on new episodes and you can enjoy the podcast. So welcome. Uh, I want to give a special thanks to Troy and Denise for my last episode, the Swinger episode. I really appreciated you guys open it up to the podcast and discuss your uh, your lifestyle. Um, a lot of people enjoyed that. There was a lot of questions asked, so might have to bring you back. But uh, like once again, I really appreciate you guys for the new listeners. Once again, if you go to SoundCloud, you will see that episode. Um, really good episode. Just people discussing the swinger lifestyle. Um, uh, please uh, go ahead and listen to that. Um, today's episode, uh, I have a gentleman I've been trying to get on for, uh, it's probably been a couple months now, uh, a good friend of mine, uh, very motivating. I've met him, I've known him now for probably like a year and a half, maybe two years, uh, met at the gym, real positive dude. Um, I think I got bigger arms than him. Nah, I'm just kidding. No way. <laughs> um, very, uh, I wanted this brother on, man. He's a self-made guy, man. Just sitting down with him. We sat down a few times and um, went to a cigar bar and, you know, he just started telling we were able to relate a lot as far as our upbringing. And I just seen um, his uh, his drive, you know, and today we're going to talk about him being self-made. I'm going to try to do a few episodes in a row with business people talking about um, them creating a lane for themselves and becoming self-made. But no further ado, I want to introduce James. What's going on, man? How you doing? How you doing? Good, man. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you. I'm excited. Yeah, man. I, uh, I've been trying to get you on, man. We've scheduled a few times. And I know. We, um, we, I guess, you know, things fell through. But you're here now. Yep. Uh, we're recording live from his office, man. It's a big place. I didn't know it was this big in here. Nah, nah. I mean, usually, you know, I'm not going to talk about how big things are, you know, so. Look at him trying to take the humble road. Thing. He's trying to take the humble road. <laughs> <laughs> nah, man, but it's nice, man. I really, I really appreciate you uh, allowing me to come here, man, and uh, to jump this off, man. I love, man. Yeah, man. So uh, give us uh, a little bit of what you do. Um, also, also, listeners, uh, like I said, he's here. We're here live in his office, so he may have to answer his door. So, you know, we're just. We're here live, so if he has to answer, we're just going to let him conduct business. So, um, but going back to it, man, tell us, tell me a little bit about yourself, man. The business or my just you? Yeah, your okay. upbringing. Yeah, just you, and then we can go into. All right, so know. so so let's do this. This is going to be a very interesting uh, series for for all the listeners out there. Um, I'm pretty sure others can relate to this, but you know, I grew up in the inner city of Cleveland, Ohio. Um, and I think most people know about Cleveland, Ohio, the mistake on the lake, whatever you want to call it, the, the home of LeBron James, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> you know, but um, I really wouldn't change, you know, where I was raised and how I was raised for anything. It was priceless because through all that adversity, growing up in a single parent household, um, my mother, you know, actually left my father. I think I was around like four. Mm -hmm. um, she got married like five times. Mm. You know, and it's been divorced, married and divorced five times. Mm. And I love my mom to death. But, you know, growing up in a single parent household and not really having that father figure um, 
it it, it kind of forced me to find a route, you know, to take in order to really try and better my life and in my future life. And it didn't really take long to come to the realization that I wasn't in the best type of search situation. Uh, I didn't have I didn't have what most spoon fed children had, you know. You know what's funny, man? I want to ask a question because um when do I mean because I'm you know in a similar situation not 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 quite yours but you know as far as a hard upbringing when did you realize like you didn't have it like everyone else or you had it hard um the, the interesting thing about it is the way my mother raised us we always had what we needed she provided a roof over our head we, it was it was food on the table um it 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 was a very interesting view because my mother made it really seem like we actually had things. Right. Even right. though we didn't really have things. And everyone else yeah. around you was broke. Yeah. So you didn't. <laughs> so it was like, that's all I knew. So I was in this environment where it's depressing. You got drug addicts walking down the street, left and right. You know, my father, you know, I mean, it's hard to talk much about him because, you know, the legacy that I feel is though he'll, he'll leave behind is, is one that, you know, all I can remember is my mom leaving him because he was involved with drugs. And, you know, you, you want to know the drugs specifically? I mean, it's, all, it's up to you, man. Yeah. Crack. I mean, you know, yeah, so, man, so my can, mom, I mean, I that, that's, 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 that's hardcore. You yeah, know, so my yeah. mother couldn't deal with it. So she up and left. But growing up, you know, it really seemed like everything was good. I would say around the age of 10 or 11, mm-hmm. when my mother divorced my second uh, stepfather and it was just it, it, I remember the time I was sitting on the steps of this church that we used to hang out and I was just thinking about life right. and you know sports if you wanted to get out of the hood yeah, I'm the only person in my family to graduate from high school to go to college and graduate mm. so it, it, it wasn't a, a family household situation where education was something that was really discussed and talked about where it's being pushed and right. that's what you have to do you know that does it just wasn't the way that it was like for my grandmother and my grandmother's parents and my mom you know they didn't have to back in the day they didn't have to have a college yeah, education yeah. to obtain employment but you know I, I would say around the age of 10 11 that's when i came to the realization that if i if i want to get out of this environment i'm gonna have to do something about it so because i didn't have anybody in my family to really look up to and want to be like the people who caught my attention were the dope boys in the street. Yeah. So, you know, I, I definitely, you know, was living in an environment where materialistic things were um, what attracted the younger kids. Right. Right. But at the same token, I, I knew that that wasn't going to get me out of it. I was going to be in the same cycle, you know, like everyone else. So right. I decided to play sports. My sport of choice was basketball. <laughs> and, uh, you know, the, 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 the cool thing was, is, you know, I had some uh, people come into my life that, you know, suggested the school that I ended up going to high school to, and it was a private all boy Catholic high school. Gotcha. And that was the biggest culture shock I've ever had in my life. If it wasn't for that experience, I probably would be in a in a bubble and wouldn't really? be, you know, that diverse with my ability to mingle with different types of people from different backgrounds. So now you said uh, the church you was out. Now, did you have a spiritual background? Is Absolutely. Kind of, okay. I was brought up in a church, gotcha, you know, gotcha. so similar you know, story I, to mine, man, yeah. sports and uh, God, you yeah. know, that's kind of like it made you choose 
it you you had a you can go you had a long leash to where you probably could have went one direction or the other. Yeah, yeah. And because of the sports and God, you probably chose absolutely the road, the road that I chose yeah. for sure. You know, yeah, but but no I think God was looking over me that, and has been looking over yeah. me the whole entire time. You know, because you know, I think in life. You know, there's going to be events that occur. There's going to be people that will come into your life. And there's a reason why everybody lives cross paths. For and sure. there were certain people who came into my life that helped me on each step of the way. And if I think back over these past 31 years, and I'll be 32 in April. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I know there were specific individuals who were placed in my life to help me get from one point to the next. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. You know, so uh sports was the route for me to go if i if i wanted to really get out of that environment so basketball was a sport of choice the high school i went to we were state champions so being from ohio you know st edwards was uh you know the state champion the year before i went into high school and not knowing anything about the school primarily prior to going to the school but i knew that i wanted to be an nba basketball player (laughs) and i knew that if i could do that i could provide for my family get inside that environment and do something you know productive with my life and be able to give back and make a difference um, so that was the plan, but as we all know in life, <laughs> yeah, yeah. God has a different plan for us. Yeah, no doubt. So what ended up happening is I got cut twice my freshman and sophomore year. So I had, there's no way I was just going to go to school mm-hmm. and, and find a way to be able to, you know, get my family out of the environment and do the things I had aspirations of doing. So right. that's when I started to play football. Mm-hmm. And I was always a little faster because we just did so much outside. We didn't have much. We didn't have the electronics like kids nowadays yeah. have. We were outside playing and figuring something out. And, gotcha. you know, thank God for that because, you know, through all the, the time of being outside, playing and running around and just doing active things, you know, it gave me an advantage, you know, in comparison to others. You know, when I started to become, you know, competitive and, and, and run track on a competitive level. So in high school. You know, after uh, my uh, sophomore year, I ended up playing football uh, in track. Okay. Sophomore, junior, senior year. Um, and then uh, I went on to college. I played uh, football in college, uh, ran track. You know, I was part of two national championship football teams. Cool. Um, I was also a national champion and all American in track and field. Cool, cool. Um, so when I graduated, you know, I was planning to become a professional football player because I had changed the route of right. what I was going to do. And, uh, like I said, God had a different plan for me, you know, so I did the whole combine, tried to be a professional athlete. And, you know, long story short, you know, after doing all that, I uh, ended up coming back to Cleveland, Ohio, after doing all these tryouts and uh, was, you know, accumulating debt. So as you accumulate debt, you need to start bringing in some income so you can yeah. pay your debt and uh, continue to survive, you know, so. The company I'm with now, I've been here for over nine years, and um, I would have never thought that I would be doing what I'm doing. So, well, before we go there, so, I mean, basically, I mean, your story, I'm sure a lot of listeners and a lot of people can relate to this. I mean, you know, there's something that whatever as far as when we go into as far as success, you know, like you said, there's someone or something that kept you on track, you know. So um, when you... When you made that decision to say, okay, the company that you're at now, mm-hmm. was that a decision? Did you, did you like, would you graduate with? Like, did you, when you went to college, was it so like I, a, what I studied was sports management and business administration. Okay. It was just, it was just a no brainer. You know, when, when you're heavily involved with sports, I mean, you feel as though after sports, you're going to want to be involved with sports in some capacity. So, okay. 
that's what I decided to study. But business was always a um, a interest. My mother, uh, she's been a cosmetologist for you know over four decades now. Gotcha. You know, so seeing my mother do hair, you know, that was her way to be able to provide and do that. You know, so I saw the entrepreneur, you know, from my mother. You know, so I've always had aspirations of wanting to potentially be a business owner okay. myself just from seeing that growing up right. you know so fast forward to now um you said you've been with them nine years mm-hmm. what is the company you know what do you guys do exactly got it so the name of the company is american income life uh, we're in the financial services industry we handle you know financial services products primarily supplemental life and health uh benefits and our target market are uh, labor unions credit unions and associations and you know we've been working with these types of groups for you know, over six plus decades since 1951. Uh, that's when the company started. Uh, and uh, if you if you remember back in the early 50s, going into the 60s, it was a big, big push throughout the United States of of union because a lot of unions were being formed and just unions wanted to be union and buy union. Gotcha. Um, so our founder, uh, his name is Bernard Rappaport. He uh, he created a, a a vision and a business plan that, well. If if we have the unions that want to do business with unions specifically, why don't I create a union insurance company? Okay. So to this day, we're the only union insurance company that exists. Dope. Now, so you're not the, hey, man, let me come holler at you, man. And uh, Absolutely not. Okay, yeah. yeah <laughs> that was one of the reasons why I was turned off. Like when yeah. I said I didn't think I would be in insurance. I've known a few guys yeah. who've done insurance, and it's yeah. like, man, they – they, you know, they really ruin friendships because they're trying yeah, to, you know. Yeah. I mean, well, we, the reality is, is in this industry, you know, most insurance companies, their business models, you know, they got great products, you know, especially the ones who are, you know, strong with their financial yeah. uh, rating as far as their ability to pay out claims and, yeah, and so yeah. on and so forth. But, you know, it comes down to, you know, do you have a target market where you don't have to spend a lot of time to try and get the service and the products out there? Okay. Um, and, and, and if you don't, you're going to have to find some ways to go about that because cool. if you have a company if it's in business to profit, you know, you got to find ways to be able to find the clientele. You know, so okay. if you're not marketing and advertising, more than likely it's going to be whoever is associated <laughs> yeah. with the company, bothering friends and family. Gotcha, so gotcha. that's what I believe most people when they think of insurance think oh, yeah. of. You know, insurance opportunities, but the reality of it is, is every insurance company has a different business model. So, gotcha. you know, our company, we're uh, the only union insurance company that exists to this okay. day. Um, so we have offices in every single state in the United States, Canada, New Zealand, Ireland, um, and uh, we're getting ready to expand into Australia. Uh, nice. So long story short, we're obviously here in Indianapolis, you know, so I'm responsible for the entire state of Indiana and my office that we're at here in Indi- Indianapolis uh, we cover the entire state. So, um, like I said, uh, listeners, this is just this is a uh, for the next few episodes. You know, I'm just I'm talking about people out here grinding, self made. For a listener right now who may be interested in your company, mm-hmm. you know, what opportunities do you have as far as right now, or do you have any opportunities for anyone listening right now? And we're actually growing. You know, in the next two years, we're going through a major expansion, um, and you'll actually see more information uh, through. Uh, the news releases and it's just a lot of press releases going to be coming out here shortly. Um, we were just ranked um, by uh, in 2015. We're actually ranked the top insurance company to work for here in the state of Indiana um, by the best places to work uh, group uh, in the um, Indiana Chamber of Commerce ranked us. So in our category, uh, we ended we finished number two, but mm-hmm. of all insurance companies, we were number one. Okay. Um, we were also nominated again to receive you know a best place to work award uh, for the year of 2016 we won't know about that until 
May where we actually finish. But our, our hope is we'll finish number one, you know, because if you're not number one, who's going to remember number yeah, two? Yeah, no you know, but it's definitely, you know, something that we're proud of. And you know, I'll go into detail in regards to why I feel as though we've gotten that nomination and why we're ranked as one of the best places to work. But uh, we just recently, you know, last week, uh, Indy Star was here. Uh, there was a, a interview I had to do with them. Um, in regards to being ranked the top workplace uh, for the year of 2016. That's dope. So you'll be seeing that as well. But, you know, I think uh, with the company's business model and us not having to cold call and prospect and having uh, a, a centralized public relations department who will maintain the relationships that we've built over the years and everything started actually out of Indiana. Mm-hmm. Our home office is in Waco, Texas now. Okay. So, you know, we, we deal with over internationally over 30,000 different groups. Nice, so nice. it's very unique. And I think this is what really separates us versus all the other insurance companies out there. Okay. Um, so because we don't have to market and advertise, okay. we're able to save those millions of dollars. And the average company, you know, if, if, if you research it, I studied this in, in school, marketing and, and all that kind yeah, of yeah. stuff, will spend 10% of their revenue on a yearly basis towards marketing and advertising. So mm-hmm. if we were doing that, we would be spending about $20 million for, for advertising. Okay. So what we do, our company will put that money back towards compensation. And mm-hmm. it's really specifically and primarily to motivate the workforce to go above and beyond. Okay. And most of the compensation is structured around being able to contribute towards the company's growth. So, you know, just to give you some numbers, you know, last year as a company internationally, uh, we had over 31% growth. Um, the year before that, uh, we had uh, about 10% growth here, just locally. Mm-hmm. Um, now, on an international level, last year we had 14% growth. The year before that, uh, 10% growth. And all in all, what we're trying to do is have back-to-back-to-back years of double-digit year growth. So, you know, we're growing. Um, It's a lot of opportunity for expansion just primarily due to the fact that the way we're structured, less overhead, less money that has to be spent for marketing and advertising. So that goes back towards compensation. So we're looking to create 80 to 100 new opportunities here uh, throughout the state as we look to expand okay. and open up new offices. So, I mean, before I go on to my next uh, question, um, if someone is interested, is there, do they look on career builder or yeah, what, what you are, can definitely find information in regards to job openings on career builder. Um, if you just uh, type in American income life in the Indianapolis market, but really you want to, you know, go to our direct website, which is www.ailof indiana.com um, and go to our careers page i mean it'll give you a lot a lot of more detail in regards okay. to the opportunity but the average person last year that was with us for 12 months mm-hmm. in their first their first year mm-hmm. made over fifty four thousand last year just cool. the average person okay i mean the average person in the average company in their first year with the company is not making a fifty four thousand right, dollar right. income you know so cool. you know we like to take average people you know who are just as ordinary who want to do above ordinary and average things uh, that's willing to be coachable, uh, that's that's willing to follow a business model that's proven to work, uh, that they got aspirations and things that they want to accomplish and may not have a way to in their current career situation. And, you know, the reality of it is, is, you know, it, it could be done here. Now, do you, you guys absolutely do, change my life? Are you guys only full time? Do you do part time or, you know, Yeah, we have uh, several different uh, positions that we're looking to fill at the moment. We have okay. primarily more full time. But okay. we do have some part-time opportunities, okay. you know, because at the end of the day, you know, there are individuals that got different lifestyles and different situations, yeah, yeah, you know. Yeah. And our customer base, 
you know, due to the nature of how we deal with our customers, uh, we it doesn't always have to be specifically set up through how you would traditionally see a full time career employee type situation. So, you okay. know, it's more information. Cool. Every, whoever would be potentially interested could always go to uh, the the website. Yeah, Check yeah. us out on Facebook, too, because that's yeah. where you'll find a lot of information okay. in regards to the internal side of things. You know, but uh, I mean, there's is is. It's a reason why, you know, we're ranked one of the best places to work in top workplace here by the Indy Star. Cool. There you go, listeners. I mean, if you're looking for work, you're looking for opportunity, um, check it out. You know, like I said, this is, you know, one of the reasons why I wanted to reach out to James, to, you know, first of all, you know, to talk about, you know, his his success and also offer the listener, you know, opportunity. If you're looking for a job, you know, someone looking for a job, um, you know, there you go. Um what I wanted to talk about next, man, I wanted to go into, you know, you being a brother, what some of the, you know, the, have you had any issues with being, you know, self-made, being this is your business, have you had any issues that you you <laughs> felt like it was related to, you know, the color of, my the skin. Color of your skin, for Absolutely. sure. Absolutely. Yeah, tell me some As of those you know, issues. it's pretty cool. You know, I know pe- most people don't talk about this, you know, and it's something that, you know, people probably think doesn't exist but here's the reality we live in a world that you are judged by the color of your skin and not the content of your character you know and because you know unfortunately you know the color of my skin we've had to deal with a lot of things over history you know i don't think it's going to go away anytime soon but you better believe it's been challenging you know uh over these nine years of of coming into uh, industry I knew nothing about, um, a, a company I knew nothing about, and you know, uh, just dealing with the nature of you know from a customer standpoint when I first started to trying to build a business in in the current situation I'm in now, you know, I, I honestly believe, you know, it legitimately may be a little bit tougher for someone of color. Mm-hmm. to build a business just due to the stereotypes that we have to face. Right, right. You know, right. so and not not just the stereotypes but being young. Yeah. Cuz yeah. being 31 and young, you know, and responsible for a multi-million dollar organization. Yeah. Uh that's that's not something yeah. that, you know, yeah. is, is is you typically see. Exactly. So exactly. what comes along with that is there's got to be something up. There's got to be this. There's got to be that. You know, so it's like you, you always have to be on top of things, I think, a little bit more than the average person just due to you have to fight a little bit more. Gotcha. You know, for, you know, what you're trying to build, you know, and what you what you do. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, uh, most definitely, I think, like you said from the beginning, man, it's like people don't want to want to admit to it or mm-hmm. think, you know, things have gotten better or whatever it is. You know, uh, I think that we still have to look at the reality of it. You know, man, uh, first thing people see is the color of our skin. Correct. Uh, I mean, if you, if you, if you're not honest with yourself and say, that's not true, you better get a reality check, you mm-hmm. know? So I, you know, I was always curious about that. Um, and I, see, I can give you some detail, you know? So w- when you think about markets and demographics, you know, you typically will, I mean, when you're dealing with our products and, and being in the financial service industry, you know, it's, it's typically going to be targeted to or what we deal with is blue collar. Right. We love blue collar. That's what we do. Blue collar people are the people who built this this country we live in and the people who need to be protected and have the right things in place so they can protect everything they work hard for. Right. 
Now, when you look at the typical blue collar individual, when they see things happening in their communities. And and you look at the media and how they portray things, most of the things you see are going to be portrayed based upon someone who may be similar color as myself. Mm. So if I'm if I'm dealing with the customer on a one on one level, they may think that I fit the same profile. But the reality of it is, is I may have to wear my suit a little bit more crisp. You know, I may have to conduct myself a little bit more professional. And you know what? It is what it is, you know, but the reality is. Especially pushing a product, you know, I think I think we we do expect a different level of professionalism, especially for something that's being sold to us or whatever it is. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I can see that. So when when you're in, especially then if you're black, it's like. I even expect even more. More, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So okay. you know, it, the interesting thing is the world that we live in, and due to the way media portrays things, you know, you can go into the inner city of any inner city, and it's going to be tougher for a minority to conduct business and have to overcome someone feeling as though they're trying to get over on them. Yeah, man. You, you, versus. Someone who's not of color. I think I've had that. Uh, we talked about that a couple episodes ago, you know, uh, especially us being black, supporting other blacks, mm-hmm. you know, and we discussed that just talking about, you know, supporting black business, supporting black owned and how we most definitely want the hookup or want but we'll go to a, a white establishment and pay full price with no Correct. doubt, you know, but if it comes to, you know, a black owned and hey, let me get the hook up, you know, you know, so yeah, I can, I most definitely can see that. So yeah, man, I, um, like yeah, I, I said, mean, it's, man, it's definitely an interesting thing, you know, when you think about, you know, the challenges and, and why, you know, but you know, I, I can recall times where, you know, it's, it, it was difficult on both ends of the spectrum, but I think when when you have goals in life, regardless of what your circumstance and the cards has been given to you, you you have to make a decision on whether you're going to be willing to do what's necessary to make it work, to have success or not. You know, And, and when you have events in your life that prepare you to deal with adversity, when you're dealing with these types of things, it shouldn't. It shouldn't outweigh these types of challenges. I mean, it should outweigh. I'm sorry. It should outweigh these types of challenges. So right. for me, having to deal with those types of things that were unspoken, um, it, it, it never really broke me and, and it gotcha. never will. You know, I embraced it, you know, just knowing that this is something I have to overcome. And I, think I, a lot, I think a lot of times with that is just because, like you said, the cars that we were dealt also along with being introduced to sports, you know, mm-hmm. out, you know, the different activities that we may have been in and it teaches you, you know, to how to take a loss and how to recover and how to, you know, yeah. so I think that most definitely, you know, one of the best things that's ever happened to me is sports just because mm-hmm. you, you learn those kind of yeah. things, you know, so you, de- you definitely develop yeah. a mental toughness oh, for sure. that for prepare sure. you for that kind of yeah. stuff. Discipline, you know, keep working, work harder, you know, for better success. So mm-hmm. yeah, man, I, um, I, um, most definitely agree there but yeah man i uh i uh, i really appreciate you you know telling that story you know telling telling you know the the work that you had to give to get here you know um i i i think that people are like i said out there check him out someone out there questioning their career right now 
check out the you know the website. What's the website again? It's www.ailofindiana.com. No, but Thars, I mean to be to be one hundred percent honest, um, I think in life we're only, well, not it's not that I think the reality of it is we're only going to live one time. We're all going to die at some point in time. Yeah, yeah, for sure. You know, and for me, I've always thought about if I'm going to work somewhere, I want that whatever I'm doing to contribute towards my purpose in life mm. and also the legacy I want to leave behind. Gotcha. And I think it's not enough people that think about what they want their dash to represent. Gotcha. Because we, we came into this world at, at some point in time and we're going to leave. And in between is going to be everything that's going to be a representation of what you did while you were here. Yeah. You know, and, you know, our company, you know, I believe that one of the reasons why we are one of the best places to work here in the state of Indiana is primarily due to our core values and our mission. Mm-hmm. You know, our core values is, is three components. I believe that in order to bring out the best, in order to be the best that you can be as an individual, work or not, you have to take care of your spirit, your mind, and your body. Another component is is you have to give back. You have to give back. You know What's that- life? If you're like, look, I went from, I started a business when I was 23, you know, and, I, and I'm not saying this to boast or brag, but before I came to the company, I had one other position right out of college, and I was there for a year, you know, and I had made more money than any of my immediate family had ever made before. And, and, and you know what's crazy about that is, you know, you'll have people telling you, oh, you're doing good. You're doing this. You're doing that. You know, just due to the nature of what they see going on in your life, in your world. And then I transitioned. I changed and, and, and I'm starting my career with this company. And, you know, unfortunately, I didn't have to go to college and obtain the, the education to, you know, do what I do now. I had to obtain certification and become right. licensed. So I was getting a lot of backlash when I was starting in this industry and starting with this company because my mother, you know, was telling me, well, how can you go to college? First person to graduate, you get this degree and let it go to waste. Right. You know, I think the same people who care about you uh, may, you know, try and steer you down a different path. Um, And I, I don't think it's for the wrong reasons. They just don't know. You know, my mother is a prime example of someone who didn't know. Uh, what I was getting myself into, but she had her own ideas of what she wanted me to do. And, you know, she told me how stupid I was. Mm-hmm. And I can't believe you're doing this. You know, she felt the same way the average person would feel about insurance. Who do you think's the first person she calls today when she needs mm-hmm. help financially? Yeah, no doubt. You know, and, 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 and it's a good feeling to know that you have the ability to be able to help out your close loved ones financially. You know, I think at the end of the day, you know, when you have the ability to do those types of things, you know, it's pretty cool, you know, but, you know, to me, I think it's bigger than how much money you can make. It's it's more about how much of a difference can you make? Yeah. Because anybody could make a ton of money. I don't care how much money you make. Mm-hmm. You can be the richest person in the world, but guess what? When we all die, our grave is going to be the exact same size yeah. and we're not taking a penny with us. And like you said, it just goes back to, you know, what did you leave behind? What Correct. legacy did you leave? Yeah. But, yeah. but the, the, the legacy within your family and the legacy, the imprint in, 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 in what you can make in this world. Right, right. You know, so I try as a leader, you know, you have to lead from the front. You can't be someone that barked this and barked that, instruct this and instruct that. I don't think anyone who's in a leadership position should be okay with calling themselves a leader if they're asking other people to do things that they would not do, have right. not done. 
and they don't practice what they preach. Right. You know, so, you know, I believe, you know, that it's important to give back, you know, it's, and it goes back to the original story when, you know, I, I mentioned how there were people who came into my life that helped me, you know, get mm-hmm. from one point to the next. You know, God put some angels in my life. And if it wasn't for these individuals, oh, yeah. I wouldn't be where I'm at. You know, so it was a commitment I made to them when I was 14 years old that one day. I would do the same thing for someone else that they did for me. Yeah, you know what's crazy, man? Um, I was I was discussing this with someone about um, giving back, and the when you give back, it seems like it's more you you receive more enjoyment of that. Seeing regardless of whatever you're doing, mm-hmm. uh, giving back, it seems like you see that excitement in a kid's face or a person's mm-hmm. face that you're helping and you know i think when you're able to do that regardless if it's time if it's finances anything anything you're able to do to give back man that that's probably more enjoyment than than anything anything you know? yeah so, you can go out and purchase any materialistic things yeah, that, and the reality of it is going to come to the realization that this is not going to give me self-fulfillment exactly yeah you know so what what, what i want to do um i want to switch gears a little bit okay let's um, switch I, I think um, well, let's. I want to go to a conversation we had. It's kind of similar to what we're talking about. You know, like I said, man, I appreciate you sharing that and um, hopefully giving someone opportunity. You know, it may be that one person listen to this. You know, that's all what this. Like I said, the next few weeks is going to be about people who self-made giving people motivation to, you know, maybe switch careers or hopefully the next few people I interview will be able to provide opportunity for someone Mm -hmm. else. So, but what I wanted to do, I wanted to switch gears and I wanted to talk about, um, I don't know if you remember this conversation we had, we had, we were talking about being able to, when, you know, when you, when you get into a relationship or you have a relationship, regardless if it's husband and wife, regardless if it's two friends coming together, um, whatever relationship it is and you coming from one walk of life and that friend or whatever the relationship you have, that person coming to that cup, that person coming from another walk of life. So like we said in the beginning, you and I, we can both we both can admit that, you know, we've had, you know, not the best upbringing, you know, just like your father dealt with drugs. My mother dealt with drugs, you know, so um, we had to figure out a way and we turned to sports, you know, mm-hmm. so we end up saying, okay, we end up being, you know, cultured and we were able to see other things because sports took us there mm-hmm. along with God. Yeah. But, you know, no, God and sports was along with God, you know, yeah. so, so it was God's plan. Yeah, the whole yeah time, exactly. Exactly. Sports was like part of the yeah, journey. Yeah. Here's, here's your, here's your outlet right here. You sports. But anyway, I wanted to talk about that, man. I wanted to talk about, um, coming together with in a relationship where there's two walks of life and how do you make it work you know to where you guys come to the middle and say okay this is how we're going to do it yeah well that's 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 a pretty interesting thing you know um i think t- far too often people they they get into these relationships and they they don't even really sit down and take the time to come to the realization that the individual that I'm with, we actually don't come from the same background. I really don't know much about them. We don't really. I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, like I am attracted to you, yeah. and you know we have this in common, and we like this, and so on and so forth. But the reality of it is, is you have to think about that that individual, whether it's like you said, a friendship 
or 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 a significant other yeah, you know yeah, so yeah. you know i had that that opportunity to deal with that you know so my wife you know she grew up and you know uh i, I wouldn't say it was a complete opposite to my situation because you know the reality of it is is you know you got kids that'll grow up in the suburbs mm-hmm. um parents are better off than kids who are growing up in the inner city and they may ha- may not have the same struggles but their struggles may may not be the same but they have some type of struggles that yeah. they go with so she struggled oh, yeah. like through w- with different things yeah it just it wasn't as financial yeah, financial finances and resources. Yeah, is, yeah. Is, that was that was more of my struggle. More of her struggle was uh, family things going on between you know mom and dad. You know, which which is a bigger topic to talk about and how it affects you as a child growing right, up right. And, and and affect your life as you get older. You know, but coming from two different backgrounds, you know, when you get into a relationship, you have to identify you know what relationship you're getting into. You know, so it didn't take long to come to the realization that, you know, I, I'm I didn't grow up in the same family household. Yeah, um, I didn't I wasn't raised in the same type of, you know, spiritual setting. You know, I went to a Baptist church. She went to a Catholic church and going to a Catholic high school. I came to the realization and made a decision that there is no way I'm raising my family under these types of practices. Right. And nothing against Catholic people. It's just it was too boring for me. Okay, and when I go to church, I want to learn. So, I think what the the the, the goal should be is there's got to be compromise. There's got to be middle. You got to come together in the middle and make it work. You know, because if 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 one one way isn't exciting for both parties, you have to find something that can come in between and come in the middle gotcha. and work, make it work. What are, what were some things that you were not willing to compromise? What I wasn't willing to compromise was uh, raising my family in a Catholic church. You know, so religion. Yeah, yeah. The the the, the religion was was definitely um, something that I wasn't willing to compromise. Gotcha. Well, I, let me take that back. When I say I wasn't willing to compromise, I wasn't going to side with her that that's how we were going to decide to raise our family. Okay. That's how we were going to bring our family up in in the spiritual setting that we were going to you know be a core for our family. Yeah. So you know and. I'm pretty sure she, you know, she she didn't feel the same way about uh, our family being raised and brought up in a Baptist setting, mm-hmm. you know. So what we did is we came to an agreement on what would be in between, so that we'll both be comfortable and we'll both feel as though we're getting what we want to get. It's really not about us; it's really about the family more than anything, our right. children. But we also have to be comfortable while we're doing what we're doing. So. We 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 we've been you know involved with a non denominational church mm. you know for the past you know it's been since two thousand eight now. Yeah, you know what's crazy though, man. I think a lot of people go into they get deep into a relationship, and then they realize like this is really the problem. We just come from two different backgrounds. Correct. I know how to struggle. This person doesn't know how to struggle. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's if, be if, balanced, it com- if it comes to kids, um, you know. I, I believe in whooping my kids. Mm-hmm. This person doesn't believe in whooping yeah, my kids. You yeah. know what I mean? Those so are kind of things. That's going to be another element too, yeah. you know, which is something that I've dealt Discipline with. Discipline. Yeah. You, know. you, you got to talk about how do you want to raise your family, not just, you know, from a spiritual standpoint, but discipline, which is very important. You yeah, know, we can't let our kids yeah. run around yeah. and, and, and just yeah. be crazy. You know, we got to make sure that we raise them up the right way, you know, because we can't put all the pressure on the school systems nowadays. 
You know, and that's what a lot of parents are doing. Right. And, and why these kids aren't necessarily being raised the right. right way. You know, so we have an obligation to raise them the right way. And when you have someone who comes from a background of this is how the discipline was in that household and yours is completely opposite. Yeah. They may not be, you know, so For cool sure. with your method of doing things. So right. it's like you almost have to sit down and discuss your values and your plans on how you want to raise your family just to get an idea. And I think a lot of times that doesn't happen at the beginning of any relationship. Not at all. I think yeah. a lot of people get deep into a relationship. Yeah. You're, you're like, so oh, excited. You're caught up with the yeah. honeymoon of the, Correct. Ass, the, 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 she looks good. Or yeah. we, we both, you know, whatever we both like to do X, Y, and Z. Mm-hmm. And then you start getting into the core values later. Yeah. You know, and I think that's, I think that's what happens. I uh, mean, you, you kind of don't want to either though. Yeah. The types of people that are like, Hey, so tell me about this preference. So on and so forth. Like, I'm like you, You're going to scare them away. You know? So it's like, you got to kind of, I don't know when the perfect time when it is, you know, but I do know that that does make things a lot easier yeah, for sure, to man. be able to be on the same page. Cause that's what it comes down to. It's a team in your house. It's a team. Yes. You know, yes, and when yes, you yes. have husband and wife or, or guy, girl, whatever the situation is, or, or just, you just know, two guy friends, yeah, just yeah. saying, Hey, whoever. Man, we're buddies. Yeah. yeah whoever. It could be friendship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It doesn't matter when two individuals are on the same page and have a common understanding and agreement and came into the middle of, how things are going to be and how things are preferred and so on and so forth. That's what is, that's, that's the goal. Yes. And when you can get there, you know, you're going to have less uh, issues of one way versus the next way. Yeah, man. That's a, I think that's a thing that's uh you know, it's very important. I think it, it, it makes, like you said, it, it, uh, it'll make a relationship black. It can make or break a relationship. Correct. Because like you said, man, one thing is like, you know, religion or, you know, when people start dealing with their spirituality, some I mean, people have been raised that way and they stick to it, mm-hmm. you know. So I think, uh, like you said, you really have to have that sit down and talk about the values and what you what you expect. And but the sad thing about it is, man, people don't do it until it's like, oh, I love you. Yeah. I love you, too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now it's like, true. So, yeah. And then man. sometimes it's too late. <laughs> way too late. Exactly. So. But, yeah, man. um, Man, I really appreciate you uh, doing the pod, man. Once again, man, please pub the website, how to get in contact with you, how to get in contact with the company. If anyone has any questions, how can they do that? They can always reach out to me. Um, again, uh, the website, it's www.ailofindiana.com. Uh, my personal email address, if, you, if anyone has any questions in regards to anything, whether it's a product, career opportunities, um, or just, uh, you know, got any questions about anything that was discussed or covered and want to continue a conversation, you know, I'm always willing and, and open um, to uh, discuss. And uh, you can reach me on my email. It's James, J-A-M-E-S, at A-I-L of Indiana.com. And, uh, you know, we'll, we'll go from there, you know. But on the website, it's a lot of information in regards to our company, what we do, how we do, what we do. Um, and, uh, you know, you know, this is definitely... You know, been a great experience for myself to just sit back and reminisce and discuss and talk about things. And, and I look forward to being on future future ones, you know, on different subjects and yeah, topics. Man. We kind of turned up some time on here, man. So, yeah. you know, I know today was business and we're talking, you know, I wanted I wanted you to get this out, man, because like I said, man, just hearing you when we sat down and talk, man, I see the passion 
and I hear the passion. I mean, not only that, like I said, I I see the results. You yeah. Know, so, but but I'll tell you this though, you know, because you, you mentioned how you know being self made. You know, I don't think there's going to be one person if they're honest with themselves that's really truly self made. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, there's always going to be someone has helped you get to where you're at. You know, and I gotta, you know, if if I'm being 100 percent, you know, direct about my situation. Yeah. Yes, I've worked hard. Don't get me wrong. I've sacrificed. And I think if you want to do anything that's, quote unquote, worth anything or consider having success, you know, to me, I don't define success by what you can accomplish in a business setting. I define success on whether or not you can accomplish and and succeed Mm -hmm. with fulfilling your purpose on this earth, because it doesn't matter how many business you can grow, how much money you can make. Right. If you fell as a husband, a father, a human being, mm-hmm. you didn't have success. Right. And there's a lot of people out there that they don't have good character and good morals and they don't have mm-hmm. good intentions yeah. of it's got trying a fat to, bank you know, account. Yeah, yeah. And what are you going to do with it? And yeah, that's why people yeah. end I, up blowing their brains out. You right. know? But, I mean, uh, I guess I guess the reason why I call it self-made. I mean, yeah. I mean, no doubt. I think anyone that quote unquote call themselves self-made. Yes, they've had assistance. They have people who mm-hmm. help them. They had that person that encouraged them. But at the end of the day, I think the discipline that you've shown and the hard work that you've put in, no one else is going to do it. So, that's true. Yeah, you yeah, definitely have to make yeah. an individual decision. And and that's why yeah. I call it self yeah. yeah, for sure, for yeah. sure. So not doubting. I just don't want any of the followers to think that, you know, <laughs> nah, I'm, nah. I'm I'm sitting over here thinking that, you know, I wouldn't be where I'm at if it wasn't for me. You yeah, know, and, nah, and I, mean, I would be it, kidding myself because yeah. there's been plenty of people that God has put in my life that's shown me the way, that's helped me, that's guided me. And, you know, I think, you know, a fool is going to try and learn from their own mistakes and someone who's smart is going to learn from somebody else. And I mistakes. think every time we've talked, I think it's been, I mean, one thing I can commend you, and I don't know if you, I, I've paid attention. One of the things that, you know, we talk about, you don't say me, 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 I, 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 you always say we as a company. So I think that is, uh, like I said, one of the things that I've noticed. So, you know, um, like I said, man, I wanted to have you on, man, to tell Appreciate the story. Um, I, I want to. I want this outlet to be able to talk about turn up stuff. I want us to talk about last episode swingers. I wanted to talk <laughs> about business, you know. So I don't want to have one. There's lane. a lot to talk about. Yeah, this world. yeah, man. So um, I mean, I appreciate it, man. Uh, I, I, if you would, man, we'll come back, man. We'll have we'll talk about whatever. Yeah, you know? I'm down. So, yeah, count yeah, me man. in, man. No doubt, man. Whatever I can do to help you, man. I'm all about it, you know. And I'll tell the followers. You guys, you know, stay stay blessed, you know, stay thankful, you know, and uh, keep your head up and, you know, keep plugging away at whatever it is that you're doing. And, um, you know, good things will happen. And uh, make sure you keep God first. Right on, man. Thanks for those words. Everyone listening. Thanks for listening. Stakes is high podcast. Peace.